Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I, I need a prayer request. It is, I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome everyone to today's edition of Calvary Live. So glad you've taken the time to join us. 303-690-3000, wide open lines today. 303-690-3000, slow down with all the Christmas craziness. And a great way to slow down is tune in to Grace FM, Colorado's source for worship and the word. But I know that quite a few people are listening to us on the Hope FM radio network. Welcome, welcome, welcome from the East Coast. We're grateful to serve you in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Maryland. God bless you guys. The only thing about Calvary Live on the East Coast is you're listening to a one-week delay. But don't let the delay bother you. I mean, you wouldn't know otherwise. If you're going to call in, just call while the show is airing and someone will answer the phone and you'll you'll get your questions answered just like it was live because it is live in Colorado and then you'll hear it one week delayed. Uh, and so call us, 303-690-3000 is the number. Text me, 720-336-0897. Taking your calls, taking your questions and open to the work, a fresh work of the Holy Spirit, knowing that the, the Holy Spirit wants to minister to us, wants to encourage us, and wants to help us with our questions. And I hope that I can answer them. I'll do my best. If I don't have an answer or I can't answer, I'll tell you. And either I'll have to look it up or I'll just like, man, that's a good question. I've never uh, seen it before that way. Now, I do have to mention, we, don't, we haven't really had to mention this very much, but lately we, we just found some antagonistic callers or you know people that want to argue. This is not the show for that. Uh, there is talk radio all over the AM dial if you want to argue with or talk politics or something. Uh, what we want to do is talk about the things of the Lord. Uh, we want to meet in the middle. Uh, if your call is just to argue, it, it's not going to either, it's not going to get on the air or if you trick the, uh, somehow you're able to trick the screeners and get on the air, you won't stay on the air for very long. So let's just meet at the cross and humble ourselves, deny ourselves there at the cross of Jesus Christ, and uh, take up his cross and follow him and call with your questions. A lot of people are listening in. They're not listening in to, to hear arguments or disagreements. Uh, they're listening in to, to learn more about the scriptures, to be encouraged and edified, and so that's what we want to. Uh, that's what we want to do. So let's go right to line one. Is Adam calling from Denver, Colorado? Adam, welcome to the program. Hi, hi, Pastor Ed. How are you? Good, bro. You got you got into U-turn, huh? Uh, yeah. I'm uh, I'm heading tomorrow. Good. Um, and uh, I I I was calling to say thank you for all the uh, whether you realize it or not, you you played a huge role. Um, this decision for me, and um, 
I've been praying a lot for you for uh, for rest because I just kind of get the impression that you're always worn thin, and uh, I just I, I appreciate so much what you do for all of us. So thank you. We I was just telling Frank just not even five minutes before the show because we had to do some recordings and things and that that that's when i'm not wrestling with the grief or everything i'm back running for the things of the lord and i feel like i get i could sleep for a month yeah i bet but i bet i i, I can hear it some days but yes. you still manage to be such an effective uh tool for the lord so it's it's very inspiring to me so so here's the thing uh going into u-turn for christ you're going to face some of the heaviest, hardest spiritual warfare that you've ever faced before. And we really need to be praying that no matter how much you want to quit or leave the program, that you don't. That you, Because you're going to feel it physically, you're going to feel it emotionally, you're going to feel it spiritually, and one thing that's going to happen at one time or another is your pride is going to well up. And that's going to be the that's going to be the attitude of, I hate this place, and you can't tell me what to do, and who do you think you are, or I'm a grown man, and, and all of those are true you know, in the sense that, that, that you are a grown man and you're, you can make your own decisions, but what you've done and what you're going to be doing when you leave tomorrow is you're saying, God, I trust you in this program, and I trust you with the people you put in my life, and I trust you that through the process, if I, if I trust you, God, and I trust the process, then... I know that I'm going to walk in the victory that's mine over my substance abuse addictions. And, and so I just, I'm going to be praying for you because I know it's going to be a battle, but it's a battle that can be won and it's a battle that you can get through. And I don't want you going in eyes closed. You know, this is going to be a battle. Yeah. No, I, 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 I know that the pride, the underlying issue for almost all the sins that I've been perpetually in for yep. most of my life. Yes. It, it's always always revolved around my drug use. Um, even though my drug use is uh, maybe I feel um, compelled to say it, it's been um, sanctioned by doctors and uh, it's been permitted by yes. law. And yep. you know, there's been plenty of people who who've all said, like, you know, that's unfortunate, but at least, you know, this is, this is what everybody says you should be doing. And I mean, um, despite the world's, the world's view on it and their, uh, you know, everyone's willingness to be supportive of me, uh, essentially throwing my life away. Um, you know, because of their own sympathy for me. Um, It's definitely, it's been such a destructive force that um, I think uh, it's just, this is the way to go. And hopefully it's going to be what really cuts, cuts in and prunes all these uh, prideful, issues of mine out of my life so well let's pray brother okay 
God, I pray for my brother Adam as you've opened the door for, for him to enter into this program. And I'm grateful for the, the commitment of many men uh, that have been a part of U-Turn for Christ and, and have gone through with battle scars walking alongside uh, men and women that uh, are just really wrestling with um, substance abuse, legal or illegal, or both, or whatever. It, you know, God, you know the enemy. Uh, he is just wanting to destroy, kill, steal, and destroy. And I pray, Lord, that and that you be with my brother as he steps into this new season of his life, and that he would um, he would submit to the process, trust you through it, and grow in your grace and knowledge like never before and that the reality will be just a, a glorious wonderful fruitful complete victory and that he'll be a tool turned around to to help others going through the same thing so be with them god we look forward to what it's gonna what, what's gonna happen we're we're very excited and encouraged and ready um to to see the the end result and what you have in store in Jesus name, Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Adal. Uh, I I appreciate your role, and uh, I'll keep you and your family in my prayers, and hopefully a lot more as I'm uh, built up in Christ down in Colorado Springs. Okay, brother. Uh, God bless you, man. God bless you. All right. Bye bye. Bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Let's see where we are here. Line number two is Bianca. Bianca, I haven't heard your voice in so long, Bianca. How are you? How are you doing, Pestred? I'm doing well. I'm tired, but I'm doing well. <laughs> well, I have a prayer request and a praise report regarding um, last Thursday, I called uh, whoever was on Calvary Live that day about a, a project I'm thinking of doing yes. that I've titled The Lord Uses the Most Unlikely People to Accomplish His Will. Yes. And... Last time I called, I wasn't too sure where I wanted to go with this, but over these past few days, the Lord has revealed to me that He wants it to be a collaborative project where maybe several people can write about how they have never thought they'd be used because of whatever and and so now I'm working on my life story but I'd like prayer that the Lord would reveal who else needs to write for this project that I'm doing okay and that he would open the right doors for me to talk to these people somehow. Okay, let's do that. Father, you know what you've birthed into our sister Bianca's heart in this project, and we ask God that you uh, would put all the right pieces together in just the right timing, 
give my sister the, the both the patience and the the ability to persevere through obstacles um the just all that would come through such a powerful project putting together these testimonies for the glory of God and so I pray God that you would establish her and continue to develop this idea not just in her mind but also in the reality of the finished product just by faith we look forward to the finished product and that you'd put the right people and the right communication all those all those things that we don't quite know exactly how you're going to do it or who is going to be who is the one that's going to be involved but but we do trust that that you're in the midst of this idea that you authored this idea and i pray that you uh, would put all the pieces together in order to bring it to in order for it to come to pass in jesus name amen in Jesus' name, and I will call back if ever this project gets finished, because I'm sure people will want to know about it, sure. because just like you were saying the other day how you're thinking of doing more testimonies, yes. and that's kind of where I'm going along with this, too, so... Great. I don't know. Maybe if we have similar ideas, maybe the Lord wants us to work together on this. So just keep it in prayer. And okay, Bianca. We'll see what the Lord does. See you tonight. Okay, see you tonight. Bye-bye. Bye. 303 is the number. Hey, I had a text question I want to take real quick. Because uh, it's a an easy, um, it's an easy answer. I was wondering what Calvary Chapel's stance on on abortion is. Um, our stance on abortion is to choose life. Do you feel that there's any acceptable reason at all? I personally do not feel there's any acceptable reason at all, including rape or the life of the mother. Um, we need to trust in the Lord for us to make those decisions. Uh, at, right before the Lord, and I think that I can, I can, Ed Taylor can have confidence before God by choosing the route of choosing life. Um, when it comes to abortion, and when it, also when it comes to, uh, for example, my son being in a coma, um, choosing life—it's the only way I can live with myself. It's the only way I can stand clean before the Lord, is to to recognize what the Bible has to say about life. And what the Bible has to say about the the origin and the author of life, and to choose life uh, for you know a, a person in a coma, uh, and choose life to the very end. Uh, that's the only way. It's the only way a person could live with themselves uh, without the condemnation of the enemy to come and choose personal comfort or to choose um, you know the quality of life. There was a lot of discussion uh, in hospitals today about quality of life. Um, and, and the Bible speaks of the quality of life is found by faith in Jesus Christ, that no matter what a life is, whether it's abortion or it is um, the, the uh, death of senior citizens, um, I can't remember the official title for that, but uh, euthanasia um, is the word I'm, th- I'm striving for, where somehow lives are not, uh, have no quality to them, so therefore they're not worthy of life, uh, but they're alive. So you, they're already alive. So what, what, do you, what do you mean they don't have, uh, 
when someone's alive, you treat them like they're alive. Uh, and a baby is alive from conception. And I'm not saying that it won't be a difficult decision. And I'm not saying that it won't be heart-wrenching. And I'm not saying that to choose what the doctors say between the life of the mother and the life of the child. I mean, what a, it's almost like Solomon, you know, bring me the sword. Um, and let me, let me cut this baby in half. You know what? I'm not saying it won't be difficult, but I do know this. I promise you this by personal experience that if you ever face that situation, God will give you the grace to make the decision unto the Lord, to resist the pressure of all the voices around you, all the opinions around you, especially when they all are so loud against what the Bible teaches. And so I don't believe abortion is something that God allows. And that's, if you can find a different biblical um, you know, foundation for that, I'd be curious to know what that is. Uh, but life is life. God's the author of life, and he's the one that finishes life, not us. So good question. 303-690-3000. Let's move on to Benny is calling from Colorado Springs. Benny, welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor. Um, Hello. I, have a que- I have a question, sir. Um, I, I, I've been studying the Bible for many, many years. Um, the Lord is revealing to me his real name. Um, okay. um, I've been all this time, um, I'm kind of in a bind right here. I, I'm doing a bunch of research, and I'm finding out that bu- that books have been taken out of the Bible. Okay. I'm finding out that, that what books? changed Jesus. What books um, were taken out of the Bible? Um, book of Enoch, uh, the Book of Maccabees, um, and there's like 14 or some odd books that were taken out. Yeah, those are um, called I'm the, just wondering. Those are called the I'm Apocrypha. Just, Apocrypha, yes, sir, yes, sir. They're still in some um, so books. The, the, the Catholics still Apocrypha. use them because some of the false teaching in them is used by the Catholic Church to justify things like purgatory or praying to praying to saints. So there's a good reason why they're not a part of the official canon of Scripture. Oh, okay, okay. That's I'm glad you cleared that for for me. Uh-huh. Okay, so 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 there's many aspects, good and bad. I mean, the good part being what you just said, but the bad part being. Um, Jesus, before the uh, Jesus name didn't even have the J um, um, 400 years ago in, in the canon, the Hebrew writings. Um, it was it, uh, it was Yahweh, Yahweh. Um, Elohim was his real name. So yeah, Yahweh and Yahshua are two different words that he didn't have the same name. One refers okay. to Father God, and one refers to the Son. And so just okay. think of it this way. What, do you, um, are you familiar with any other languages, like modern-day languages? Um, I'm, I'm Hispanic. Okay, so what's your name? Christopher. Christopher. What, what, what would you be... Um, is there a version of Christopher in Spanish? Cristova. Cristo, so are, are they the same? Are, is those, are those two names referring to the same person? Yes, sir. Can you use both those names? Yes, sir. Then that that's the same thing you're finding when you use the word Jesus or Yeshua or even from a Hebrew perspective Joshua. It's the same thing. There's okay. no there's no conspiracy. It's different languages, different names for the one Savior. I mean, if you think of it, coming up on Christmas, um, remember what they said his name would be in in Isaiah nine six. Emmanuel, oh, God with us. When's the last sure. time you prayed to Emmanuel? 
I, I, I haven't said Emmanuel since the last time I sung the song. Right, and but, but, but as far I, as worshiping in that name, I haven't. Yeah, and I, I only bring that out because that would be an appropriate way to address Messiah, Messiah. It would be an appropriate way because the Bible refers to him as his name, uh, and, yes, sir. and and in reference to him. So, in your research, I would just say to be very, very careful of these things that border on what would be considered today conspiracy theories about what's happened to the Bible and who. Um, and what exactly is the name of Jesus? It's, it's pretty clear what the name of Jesus is, and it's going to shift. Just like in Spanish, you know, my wife is Hispanic as well, so just like in Spanish, when I'm listening to his, my mother-in-law play, pray, whose name does she pray to? Jesus. Yes, sir. And so, or they call him, or they call him Señor. Señor, yes. Uh, usually Señor is referring to the Father in their minds, but, but yes. Um, you know, I love to hear her pray, and I know... You know, I know that I know who she's referring to, and more importantly, God knows who she's referring to, and and that that's where I would leave um, a study like that. You know, there's a lot of things that would want to create a conspiracy where there isn't one. Email me, okay. and I'll send you an article on the apocrypha. I think it'll really help you uh, to establish uh, why that's not in modern day Protestant Bibles. It'll really help you a lot. Okay, so 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 study the apocrypha or don't. No, I would not study the Apocrypha, and I do not study the Apocrypha like the Bible. Can you read it? Sure. And is there truth contained in it? Yes. But is the, is the whole thing to be trusted like you can trust the Bible? No. But could there be possibly some scripture that is, is from the Lord in there? No. So nothing's, nothing's through the Holy Spirit guided words of the Lord in none of the Apocrypha? No. You know why that okay. you know why that's such a good question that you just asked? Yes, sir. What is what is inspired of the Lord today? What what do you believe what? is the inspired written word of God? What do you believe that is? I believe I believe the whole Bible is. Okay, so we would say let's just say for the sake of our discussion that the 66 books of the Bible that we know as the Old and New Testament, you and I agree that that's the inspired word of God, right? Yes, sir. So would the Apocrypha, any part of the Apocrypha, be inspired by God separate from the 66 books of the Bible? No, sir, but, no? but okay, I, as a kid, let's as, a kid I, I, as a kid, you were taught things. Well, let's pause there for a second. Things. Before we go on to any follow-up, let's just think, think with me, and then you can follow yes, up sir. with a question, okay? Yes. So yes, we sir. believe 66 books is inspired. We don't believe 67 or 68. We don't. That would mean that the apocrypha is not inspired, and that no part of the apocrypha can be inspired. The only way that the apocrypha could speak biblical truth is if it quoted one of those sixty-six books, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So that in that way, if there's any quotation in the it's been a while since I studied this, but if there's any quotation of the other sixty-six books, that's inspired, not because the apocrypha is. But because it's quoting from inspired text. Okay. So, for example, what if you and I wrote a book, and we were co-authors? You and I are, are we're co-authors. We have. Um, did you say your name is Christopher? Because it says Benny here. Yeah, Christopher Benny is my name. Okay, so let's say Benny and Ed wrote a book. Is that book inspired? By us, yes. But by is it inspired by the Holy Spirit? 
yes, if we, yes, I believe so. If the Lord, we pray on it, and we we have faith that the Lord's going to give us the gift of the Holy Spirit to write those. I believe it would be. Okay, so do you believe in in thinking that? Because I think I know where you're going, but let's make sure our definition's correct. Are you saying that if you and I wrote a book together, we would be writing new scripture? Um, no, we couldn't write new scripture. So therefore, I, I mean, I mean, therefore, I mean, I mean, the Lord could to reveal stuff to us, but I mean, as far as writing it down and preaching on it, I don't think so. No, right. It would, I agree. So you're with me so far. It wouldn't be inspired yeah. like the Bible. I mean, God could lead us to write. He could give us the idea. He could spark new things in our heart, but it would not be like the scriptures, correct? Yes, sir. And the if we were to, to claim any kind of inspiration, like valid inspiration in the book that Benny and Ed wrote, it would only be when we quoted a scripture. Right? Yes, because sir. if we said John yes, 3.16, and we wrote it down in our book, we know that's inspired because God inspired it in the Bible. But you and I, we can't write inspired writings like that. Everything that we write would have to be compared with what? The Bible. And whatever agrees with the Bible is true, and whatever doesn't agree with the Bible is false. And that's how the Apocrypha is, and anything else that claims to be holy writings. Yes, sir. So that's how I'd answer that. Okay. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Pastor, so much. Great question, man. and then, can you please give me a? Uh, I want a prayer request, sir, please. Sure. Um, um, I'm, I'm. The Lord is really tugging at me, man, and I'm really wanting to go deep, deep with the Lord. And I'm running into some obstacles yes. and some stuff that I'm, um, I'm. I'm not a part of a church. I'm looking for a church, and I'm finding things about um, the, just a bunch, a bunch of things that the devil's fighting me a spiritual battle, and it's it's overwhelming. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight it. The wind of good fight for the Lord. And I just need prayer to, to give me the knowledge and the strength and the courage to uh, learn and obtain and to share um, the Lord's good word. Okay, let's do that. God, we, we pray for my buddy Benny as he grows and just digging into your word and doing all this research, uh, but also these obstacles. Um, he has the heart and the desire to move forward with you, but he's getting all this pushback. Would you strengthen him and protect him? Would you... Uh, pour out your Holy Spirit upon him and help him as he moves forward in his relationship with you and fill him, Lord, afresh with your Holy Spirit. Empower him in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Pastor. Love you, brother. Have a good night. 303-690-3000. Great text question. We got a few of these about uh, today, the recognition of Jerusalem as as the capital of Israel. Uh, And here's one that says, without being political, what's your take on Trump recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel? I think it's great. Uh, I I think it's it's unfortunate that every other sovereign country in the whole wide world can put their capital wherever they want, but Israel can't. And it's such a drama uh, to, to have it. It's a fantastic, I think the president of our country made a great decision in not only recognizing Jerusalem as the capital, because Israel already does, but also that we are standing with Israel because God promised to bless those who bless Israel, period, and curse those who curse Israel, period, period, end of story. I think it's a great thing and could very well be, as people are asking about fulfillment of prophecy and such, it's definitely a part of the prophetic plan. What part of it, I don't know in particular, but I think it's awesome, 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 awesome. 
great choice. Um, and and I, I pray for the peace of Jerusalem, just like the Bible says. 303-690-3000 is the number. We have full lines. We're coming up on a break. So come on out for Bible study tonight here at Calvary. We're going to be here at 7 o'clock. Got an update from the Herzakals in Israel. They have a great mission in 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 Jeru- just outside of Jerusalem, doing all kinds of humanitarian work in Yeshua's name. Uh, so we're going to be writing some cards to missionaries. I think we're writing to Deneen tonight. We're praying. We're studying Kings. The rapture of the church. Can't wait to share with you about the rapture of the church tonight. We'll be right back. This is Ed Taylor. I'll realize. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to Calvary Live, the second half. So glad that you joined us. I was flipping through the text questions here, and we got a text question from Philadelphia. Grew up in Colorado, but lives in Philadelphia right now. Sent a letter to you. Not sure if you received it. Um, I did receive, I do remember seeing a letter from Philadelphia that was written in like a marker. I shared it with Frank. I have it on my desk. I haven't responded to it yet, but it was an encouraging, wasn't that letter from the East Coast, Frank? Yeah, it's on my desk at home, so I'm not sure, Jocelyn, if it was yours, but I will pray for your godfather and godbrother who live in Aurora and are unsaved. Oh, what! not only will I pray for them, but I pray I'll get to meet them, lay hands on them in a good way, and see them get saved in my own backyard. Father, I pray for Jocelyn as she has a kidney transplant coming up and needs to get off dialysis. I just remember how much my dad hated dialysis and how hard it was on him. And so I pray for Jocelyn for this transplant. And I pray for her godfather and godbrother who live in our own backyard. I pray that they're listening, that they're secret listeners to Grace FM, that they might sneak into our church and sit in the back and hear the gospel and, and are born again. Um, that's, that's our heart. And Jocelyn, uh, bless her, minister to her, Lord, uh, and strengthen her through this surgery in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Jocelyn, we did get your letter. I did get it. Not only did I read it, but I scanned it in and sent it to Frank, the station manager, and and it encouraged him as well. So I do plan on uh, writing a note back to you. Um, I just don't know when. I'm a little backed up on that stuff right now, but the Lord would be. Um, Here's a follow-up to the abortion question. Thank you. I pretty much knew that your answer would be about abortion, but the world, even Christians, are so deceived by the enemy about this. That's true. Uh, That it needs to be said. That's true. So thank you for speaking truth in life. You're welcome. Uh, And and I know it's hard. Um, I've I've been at the bedside of a crisis decision, and, and I know of the worldly pressure and the worldly wisdom and the fear and anxiety, and the quality of life issues, which really aren't issues at all. It's just devaluing life in, in from a human perspective. I, I've seen the 
uh, philosophy of the end justifies the means um, and choose life. Now, let me just say this. Abortion is not an unforgivable sin. And I'm not saying this to someone listening in to say, well, then I can just go get an abortion and, and I'll be forgiven. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying at all. The Bible even says, should I sin so grace may abound? Uh, certainly not. I'm not. Don't, don't get an abortion. Please, don't do it. Don't get an abortion. Those of you listening in, that you're afraid and you're not sure what to do. Um, Marie and I were there uh, as teenagers when my precious girlfriend, who I didn't view and value at all back then, at all. I mean, I was a horrible person, and I treated Marie horribly. Um, but when she ended up being pregnant at 16, it, it's scary. You know, we got your whole life ahead of you. And how did I get into this mess? And, you know, we weren't walking with the Lord at all. We weren't saved or anything. So, you know, we were completely outside. And, and from everyone's perspective, if they measure up, you know, this guy, Ed, you're with, he's a jerk. He's an idiot. There's no future for him. Having a baby will tie you to him the rest of your life. Don't do it. I mean, I, I don't think she got that kind of counsel, but she could have. Um, it would have been rational. It would have been logical. It would have been, um, you know, just the way the world thinks. But it would have not been from the Lord at all. It wasn't God's heart for us to end Eddie's life in the womb. It was God's desire and will to have him, to have that baby. And it was God's will for us to eventually get married. And it was God's will for us to eventually get saved. And it was God's will for us to be used for the rest of our lives to serve him. And, and for our son, it was God's will for him to live and, and to have two other children and to meet so many people. So please, don't get an abortion. However, if you have had one, uh, there's a secret hurt in your life. And they didn't tell you about this at the abortion clinic, did you? Did they? They didn't show it to you in the brochures that you would carry a shame and guilt for so many years that you would beat yourself up daily or weekly or monthly. It comes back when you least expect it. They didn't tell you about the grief or the grieving process, did they? They didn't tell you about the sleepless nights. They didn't tell you about the anguish. They didn't tell you about the tears. And they probably didn't tell you about the hope that's found in Jesus Christ. And, and I, if that's you and you're, you're dealing with all this hidden, deep, deep wounding and pain, I want you to know that there's help. And there's forgiveness in the blood of Jesus Christ for our past mistakes. You know, I, I use the word mistake because that's a familiar word that we can all agree with. <clears throat> but what we call mistakes, the Bible calls sin. And there's forgiveness for sin. So, Father, I just pray for we talk, start talking about abortion. And, and yes, we, we do believe what the Bible says about life. But I don't want to neglect or miss those men and women, women and some men who are still overwhelmed by their decision to abort their baby. And I pray comfort and, and encouragement into their lives today and that you would help them make progress and remove the shame and guilt from their lives. And I believe that one day I'm going to be reunited with those aborted babies. I don't know how it's all going to go down or what it's going to look like, but we do have a hope of heaven. 
And I pray that into people's lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Great text. Thanks for calling or really texting. Let's get back to the phone lines. We've got uh, Maurice has been waiting patiently on line one. Maurice from Denver, Colorado. Welcome to the program, bro. Good afternoon to you. Hey, what what can I do for you? Um, just had a quick uh, question about um, okay, well, so I'm talking to this young lady. Okay, we've been uh, we you know talked on and off for years, but like we met when we were really young. Okay, and now um, now we're like you know like a little bit older. I'm not going to reveal our ages, but <laughs> okay, but um, I'll just say that like now like uh, that like time has gone by. You know, like we like lived our lives, you know, saying, and um, uh, we've been through different things and stuff like that. So basically, um, as I've grown older, I used to be a believer. I used to believe in like I was like taught like Israel and stuff like Israelite. And now that I've become older, it's like I I had like a lot of questions about stuff, and then I started doing a lot of research about like different like religions and stuff like that. So basically, um, after a while. I was like, well, I'm not really getting, like, the answers that I'm looking for. And, like, and I wasn't even sure, like, what I was being taught was, like, the truth. So I became a non-believer. You know what I'm saying? Atheist, whatever you want to call it. So one of the problems now is that, like, I've, like, we've grown feelings for each other, like, deeper feelings than, like, we had, than we had in the past. Okay. And now it's, like, my problem is, like, well, uh, we, we debate over, like, the little the situation, and it's, like, I'm looking at it more like, well, I, 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 after all the time, like, well, what about, like, my, like, just, like, doing good deeds, you know, being a good person, you know, like, not stealing, not killing, you know, like, following, like, the Ten Commandments, you know, just stuff like that. I mean, even though that's not what I believe in anymore as far as, like, the God issue, but, well, I mean, like, as far as, like, just following still, like, those, those are still, like, good commandments to follow. Okay. You know what I mean? So I think, like, it's just, like, just being a good person, I'm just thinking, like, why is that not good enough? You know, like, because I would love to marry her. Yes. And settle down and, you know, do the family thing and all that. But it's, that's one of the set, that's one of the things that we always clash over. Yeah, yeah. good. You and, should clash over it. So let me ask, can I ask you a few questions? Yeah. Well, let's start, let's talk, let's deconstruct a little bit of what you're sharing. So what what's wrong? What could possibly be wrong with a moral life that seeks to live by the Ten Commandments? Like, that's a good question. You know, why can't we just live our lives like that? And... And we certainly can li- choose to live our lives like that. But number one, we would never do it perfectly, right? You know, yeah. you, you and I, we could never do it perfectly. Like, yeah. we, we would fail. Yeah. Um, we would fail, or what the Bible calls, we would sin against God. Um, okay. And I, I know you're having a wrestling with believing in God right now, but yeah. we would sin. <laughs> Whoever wrote the Ten Commandments, like, why would we even use the Ten Commandments? Um, I mean, yeah, we, that's a good question, too. We believe that, that a deity, you know, and I believe that deity is personal and and, and unified, a, a, tr- a triune God that's one God manifest in three persons. He, he's the one that dictated, this is a good way to live your life. And yet, in dictating the way to live life, it revealed that we really can't. We can't keep the Ten Commandments. And, okay. and so the real question then comes, what do we do with our failure? Because you can live a moral life. Yes. And 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 you and and it's a good thing. I think we I think in the world today we should have more people living morally than anything. However, when it comes to life after death, a moral life is just going to end in the same place as a person that didn't live in a, a moral life because the Bible declares 
and if we believe in God that he wrote down a Bible, you know, he wrote down a book that we know as the Bible, uh, yes. he dictated, he's, he's our creator, so he dictates what's acceptable to him, and what's yes. acceptable to him is perfection. Okay. So since you're not perfect, and God requires perfection, how will you, how will you be able to stand before God and say, God, let me into, I want to spend forever with you now. I didn't really want to spend forever with you when I was on the earth, but now that I know it's real, because everyone standing before God finally is going to say, oh man, it's real. Yeah. Uh, and well, well, at that point, I mean, I would have no choice but, but to acknowledge him, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, but it'll be too late then, yeah. because acknowledging I mean, him yeah, won't be yeah. enough. He's I, just going to give to us. I understand that, yes. He's just going to give to us what we chose on the earth. And, okay. and so it'll be like, that's one, to me, Personally, I think that's going to be one of the negative things about hell is living okay. with a, a lifetime, not only separated from God, but a lifetime of regret. Yes. And, and so, so living a moral life is not good enough. Nothing's good enough. It doesn't matter how good we are. We're all failures. Well, that's what well, the Bible um, says. Can I also ask you something else? I had a follow-up question to that. Okay, but before you get to your follow-up, let me, let me do one more thing. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Or two more things. If, you're, if your girlfriend... Uh, is a is a believer and it's mm-hmm. causing a lot of difficulty and she doesn't want to move forward in the relationship yeah. good for her she's making the right decision she should oh, not be in a bad. relationship with you she should not, not go bad. forward with you she should not get married to you because she would be obeying god because god said do not be unequally yoked yeah so yeah, you've got a good woman in your life who is yeah. unwilling to cave to your pressure i want you to see that in her because I'm not saying that to hurt you or to demean you, no, nothing like I, that. I understand, I understand. I want I, you to see that you have, have got a friend that is super valuable and honorable and gener- genuine in her relationship with God, that it sounds like she loves God more than she loves you, and, and that's a good thing. So God has really set you up to, to, see, um, to see what genuine relationship with him looks like, She's not perfect either, but she's trusting in God to take care of her life for all of eternity. And, yeah. and that's a good thing. So, so one more thing, and then, then your follow-up. Oh, yeah. Why don't you believe in God? What happened? Well, honestly, the only reason why is because like, um, I was taught, I was indoctrinated as a child. Like, um, I was taught like Israelite. And, um, but then as a child, I also heard about Jesus. I heard about Yahweh. I heard about all these, all these different names. Okay. All these different religions, all like you know, um, Jehovah, all of these different names. Yes. So as I became older, like my like my like late twenties, like I started doing like a lot more research, and I was like, I just I didn't like the fact that like um a lot of times like a lot of religions or beliefs or doctrines, whatever you want to call it, it I, I just feel that like it separates people too much, it like does. it divides people, and a lot of times like I think like the common denominator should just be about just being a good person, be a good person, do. Do 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 good by others and treat others how you want to be treated. And I thought that should have been like the like the the universal law, as far as like just being a good person. And then I just didn't like the fact that like well you're well I'm better than you because my religion says this or my religion says that. Okay, so let's and, talk about that for a second because you said something really interesting. You okay. said that living morally should be like a universal law. That should just yeah. be like it. So yeah. do you know what you did by by? By saying that, you know what you did in your own life? You replaced the real universal law with your own. The Bible even predicts that, that we would create our own gods, little g, 
and you replace. Do you know what the real universal law is? I don't. Did you know they actually, you believe Jesus was a real man, God in human flesh, right? You believe that? Um, honestly, I don't. What do you believe about him? What I believe, I mean, like, do I feel that, like, Jesus, like, Christ is like, like an actual man? Yeah. A living man? Yes. I believe in the actual man that lived before, but I don't believe in, like, the supernatural, okay. walking on water, healing, okay. healing the sick. So he was a liar. Like huh? You, so Jesus, the Jesus we know in the Bible is just a nutcase liar. Well, I mean, as far as, like, what they wrote about him, they said, like, he was, like, I mean, he should be, like, uh, like, uh, like, worshipped and, like, revered, but I'm just saying, like, but what but he I mean, he not he not only he not only he not only was to be worshipped he he was worshipped like so those guys were nut jobs too worshiping him because he was worshipped. I mean, hey. Well, let's just think it through. It's okay if you agree. I mean, it's okay. I just want you to understand. No, I'm, the, I'm not. I'm not going to fake it or anything. I mean, like yeah, I mean, no, I, it's okay. I'm, I'm walking that, you, you know. down. I I want this. I want you to feel the weight of what what you really believe. So so okay. let's just say the man. Okay, let's just okay. say the man. I I believe he I I believe he was God in human flesh. But let's. Let's just say the man Jesus Christ that live on the earth. They came to him. Somebody came to him and said, "What is what law should we follow?" Or you could say they asked him, "What is the universal law?" Do you remember what he said? No, I don't. So what he said was, "This is this is the whole law is summed up in this." He said, "Love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind." Yeah. And love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. So so here's what we are so far in our phone call. Uh, on our phone call, I have Maurice saying the universal law should be live morally and do good to people. Yep. And on the other side, I have Jesus Christ. Even if we just see him as a teacher and as a prophet, he said yep. that the moral law was to love the one true God with everything that you are and then love your neighbor. He, uh, he defines submission to your creator, and then that submission then is to translate in love toward one another. Who's... who's uh, universal law should I choose, Maurice's or Jesus Christ? Um, well, what if they're the same? They're not I mean, the I'm, same. They can't I mean, be the I, same. I because mean, I'm not perfect. That's, I mean, that's what I mean, you know, so I mean, I could never be Jesus, of course. But, but. So they're not the same. So let's just, so just in the simple question, should I choose to live by Maurice's law or should I choose to live by Jesus' law? By Jesus. So why doesn't Maurice make that choice? Well, because I'm not the one that created the law. It doesn't matter. You just we just asked the question: Should I you live by your law or Jesus' yeah. law? You said Jesus, but you don't even well, choose to live by because, Jesus. I mean, it depends on like you know how I can like answer that because like I just feel that like you know since the universal law according to all the different religions should just be like just be a good person. Yeah, That's but we I mean. haven't talked about religion at all. Like I'm not well, talking about any religions. I haven't mentioned I any other religion, uh, yeah. any other belief system. I just okay. talked about this man Jesus that you fam- yeah. you're familiar with. Yeah. That, that you believe existed. You may not believe fully that he's God well, in human not, flesh, not, but I do. And I well, just shared your super, words with you, and I shared your words. Not Jesus, that's what I mean. And you said, man, I'm going to follow Jesus. I, I, I should follow Jesus, and I do. But Maurice, like, what? Let me ask you a different question. Okay. Was there something that, like, wounded you and hurt you deeply that you gave up on God? I don't mean to laugh, but... Um, I was just, I, I was just having this conversation recently. It's okay. If um, about that, and like, no, actually, no. No. So I, you're happy like, with I, everything going on in your life. You've never been hurt. You've never well, questioned. Well, of course, God. of course. I mean, I'm human. You know, I've, won, I've been through like ups and downs, but like, uh-huh. there's been nothing like majorly tragic, like, like, okay. 
that like happened. Like the really like the only thing that like really like had me like thinking was just like the ambiguity of God. That's how I see it. Like why does he have so many nicknames? How does why does he have so many like monikers? Like why does he like like acknowledged by like different people in like different countries? That's like, a great question. Eastern, so let me ask you, you this. Know what I mean? Let me ask uh-huh. you this. You uh-huh. you you do you really want a real answer to that question, or are you just asking yeah. it to create another excuse in your life? No, 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 no. I really want to know. Okay, that, good, like, good. Like, why is there such ambiguity? Right. Like, why is he sound like, yeah? Well, the Bible, the Bible says that there's one true God, so everyone's opinion of him doesn't change that. Okay. So any man's religion, just like there's one Maurice, right? There's yeah. only, I could call you Joe, but that doesn't change who you are. I could say, hey, yeah. Joe, uh, hey, Joe, you grew up with me next to, in California, remember? And you're like, dude, I'm Maurice. Like, I don't <laughs> care what you believe about me. I'm yeah. Maurice, yeah. and and that's how God is. God, He exists independent of all of us. So yeah. all of these viewpoints, they're just different viewpoints. It doesn't change who God is. We need to find out how He defined Himself. We need to find out, and He did, and He did. He reserved the definition and revelation of Himself. We can't learn anything about God unless He reveals it to us, yeah. and God revealed Himself to us in the Scriptures, and more so, He gave us a physical, tangible representation of himself in the person of his son jesus christ remember what jesus said he said if you have seen me you've seen the father so what i think i have with you maurice is a couple things i think i have a man that has a genuine desire to do what's right and to live a good life and i think that's a good thing but i also have a man that's not willing to face and you can disagree with me so i'm not I'm not saying this to hurt you or anything. I'm just giving you my perspective. Oh, no, it's okay. I have a man that has so many answers and so many reasons why he refuses to believe that when he's faced with truth, it's hard for him to swallow it. Can, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I say something real quick about of, that? Of course. It's a that's conversation. One of, that's one of my main points. It's like, that may be it. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Like I, tell, like, like I tell her all the time, it's like, the only thing, like, it's kind of like, if somebody can give me like the one true definite answer, I'm talking about just pure evidence, then I will be a believer again. Okay, like, what kind of evidence? Like, what are you looking for? Like, what? I don't. The, I don't understand. Like, I mean, like, what is it? like I mean, I, I can't really say like physical evidence or anything like that. But I mean, like, it's some kind of like I I can't even really say miracles, but I'm just saying like I don't understand. I just don't like the fact that like it's like the, the ambiguity. It just throws me off. Okay, That's well, what I mean. the, the ambiguity. And, um, can be answered. The Bible, the Bible says this. God says this about Himself. He says, "My ways are not your ways, yes. and my thoughts are not your thoughts." Okay. You, you and I are never going to change that. Yeah. And and one of the words that we use to describe that is mystery. There's okay. mystery about God. There's some things. His ways, the Bible says, are past finding out. And here's what I hear in you too, Maurice. And I so appreciate you talking to me and dialogue okay, because this is a good conversation. This is thank good for for me to hear you and and be open to your point of view and then Matt and then answer it. So I really appreciate it. And you. you know because his ways are past finding out, I have a feeling you've bought into something that the world's taught us and and it's like this. The the, the what what the world teaches us is that you show me and I'll believe it. Yeah. But that's not the way of God. Do you know what the way of God is? God says, you believe me, and I'll show you. Okay. It's, it's faith. You know, thinking about evidence, no amount of evidence will convince you because there will always be another reason beyond. Like, for example, yeah. I, yeah. I live in, we, we live in Colorado. We can uh-huh. face west. 
The Rocky yeah. Mountains are are just unbelievably mag- majestic. Yes. Did you create them? No. Nope. Did I create them? No. Nope. Do you really believe the process of evolution created them? I mean, uh, seriously, hard, a big it's bang. Hard, it's hard. It's hard for me to answer that. Well, let me, mean, it, it's not as hard as you think. I, I want you to take. Because, like I haven't like done enough research on evolution. Oh, okay, but it so. doesn't matter. You don't need to. Um, it's mm-hmm. probably against the against the law, so don't do it. But let consider this: <laughs> take a typewriter, take it apart, take all the keys off, take every single little piece apart, put it in uh-huh. a box, put an M80 in there, light it up, explode that box, and bring me the typewriter that came out of all that mess. I mean, it's just that the theory of evolution is such a false. It's so ridiculous. It takes more faith to believe in evolution than it does in a true creator God who created us in his image. Chaos does not lead to order. Ever. Never. A big bang did not create order. A big bang can only create what? More chaos. And who created the big bang? Where did that come from? I don't know. Right. So you see, you've got these things you're holding on to and you're a smart dude. I could tell that right away. Thank you. You are a smart man. <laughs> but here's the problem. Because we are whatever we're holding on to, whatever we love more than God, it helps us to explain away the obvious. And so because we're running out of time, let me come back to this. God put a very good woman in your life. Yeah. So much so that through her faith in God, you have recognized usually it's the other way around. Usually the calls go like this. Hey, I'm Maurice from Denver. Um, I'm a believer and I met this girl that's not a believer and I want to marry her. And I'm going to say, no, you can't do that. But you're one of the first guys that called with the opposite. Hey, I'm having problems in my faith and God's brought this really neat woman into my life, but she doesn't want to move forward with me because I don't believe. And, and so what kind of evidence do you need that a woman, like she's standing before you with a tenacious faith in God that she loves God more than she loves you for you then to just investigate the reality of the narrative that God has given to us in the scriptures. And here it's very simple that even in your condition today, Maurice, and how the enemy of our souls has so confused you with the way you were raised and all these false religions and, and so much that has complicated the simplicity of the gospel in your life, God erases all of that complexity by simply reminding Maurice that he loves you and his son, he gave his son Jesus Christ to die for you, Maurice, even in your questioning condition right now. He's not waiting for you to be a perfect person. He didn't wait for you to get your act together. He looks at Maurice and he says, I'm going to sacrifice myself for that man because I love him. Think about that. I want you to think about that because I have two sons and a daughter, and Maurice, I think I'm a pretty good man. I'm not perfect, no way, but I can't imagine sacrificing my kids for you, bro. Oh, I understand. But God, he gave the ultimate sacrifice for you and for me. And we, you know, we've taken the whole sh- section of the show here. I couldn't possibly begin to tell you the difficulty in my life. I apologize. No, don't apologize. I no, you didn't do anything wrong at all. This is a good conversation. I only say it to say that I don't have enough time to share with you the rottenness of my life and how much God's love broke through in my life. And if you will simply turn away from your sin, Maurice, and repent of your sin, repent of your questioning God, repent of you devaluing God, repent of you creating other gods in his place, God will still accept you by the blood of Jesus Christ and forgive you of your sins. 
And you don't need more evidence. You just need to believe and submit your life to the God who created you. And I guess with one minute left, there's only one thing left, and that is this. Are you willing to turn away from your sins right now and submit your life to Jesus Christ like right now before we hang up? Honestly, um, I'm not going to like uh, pull your leg or anything like that. Okay. That would take like a lot for me All to right. do something like that. Well, let this be the beginning of a friendship, and you can call back every once in a while, and we won't take the whole show, but I'll answer any question that you have. Yeah, I just wanted to just let you know, like, I wanted to be, like, as like, sincere as possible, you know? I, I get it, wanna, like, I get it. Lie or anything like that. But so, I but. I would, too. I had to be sincere, too, to call you to account for your sin, because yeah. it's more than just me being friendly with you. Listen, oh, if yeah. you die in your current condition, the Bible says you're going to die in your sins, and you're going to live apart from Jesus Christ. And and not even meeting you yet, bro, um, I, think you're, I, I think you'd be a great friend to have. I think you'd be Thank a great you. guy to hang out with. I think you'd be reliable, sincere, loyal, but I'd rather have see all those qualities come from your relationship with God and not just being a good person. So do me a favor. You, we spent some time talking today. Come visit me and introduce yourself to one of our church services here, and I'd love to meet you in person. All right? I can't make promises, but if you can like give me a right. suggestion, I'll, I'll Don't fight. make a promise. Just show up. See you, man. Okay. I got to go. <laughs> Bye-bye. God bless Maurice. Bring him to salvation and everyone listening in. Uh, may you be glorified in all that we do. Thanks, guys. See you tonight at 7 o'clock. Studying the Word, 2 Kings, Calvary Aurora, Hampton and Tower. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.